Almighty God, we are happy to be here in your house, and we rejoice that you are here with us. Move among us as we gather in your name. Be with us as we praise and adore you. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. Our scripture is the 148th Psalm. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind, fulfilling his command mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Well, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts acceptable in thy sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Do you know any Hebrew words? During December, we've talked several times about Latin words because some of the songs that we considered from the Gospel of Luke are traditionally known by the first word in the Latin translation. For example, last week we looked at Mary's song, which is called the Magnificat. Psalms 146 through 150 are called the Hallel Psalms because all five start and end with a Hebrew word that's translated, praise the Lord, and that is, of course, hallelujah. The word praise, in fact, occurs a dozen times, 12 times in the 148th Psalm. Now, Webster's Dictionary calls that hallelujah a word that is used to express praise, joy, or thanks, especially to God. Of course, now, if you read on further in their definitions, they said, you know, some synonyms include yippee, and I really don't think so. <laughs> this is a psalm that has two basic parts. The first six verses and then 7 through 14. 
Each part has a summons or invitation to praise and a basis that is a reason to praise. What stands out about this psalm is who and what are called to praise God. Essentially, the whole creation is urged to praise the Creator. The first six verses focus on the heavens, and the last verses call for the whole of earth, that is, to praise God. Now, we do need to understand that the, this is a psalm that was written about 2,500 years ago or so. So it uses the terms of their view of the universe. They saw the universe of consisting of several layers. There was the earth, and then the heavens above the earth, and then the dome of the firmament, and water that was above that dome, and for that matter, below the earth. The water below the earth came up as springs, for example. And, the, and every once in a while, the dome would open up, kind of like some of those big football fields, and rain would pour down. Well, were the psalmist writing today, our much bigger but still very limited view of the universe would be incorporated. But even so, the message would be the message would be the same, that God made it all. And the only appropriate response to God's vast creation is praise. The first five verses call the heavens to praise God. And then verse 6, and then the, just before that, the last half of the fifth verse, give the reason. For God commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever, fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Then the last eight verses of Psalm 148 call the whole earth to praise God. And then two reasons are given. First, God's glory is above the heaven and earth. That is, God's bigger than anyone or anything we've ever seen or could even imagine. When we were planning a family trip to California about 10 years ago or so, I told Betty I wanted to see, I wanted to see the Pacific Ocean. I wanted to see the Great Golden Gate. I wanted to see the giant redwoods and sequoias, and I wanted to see Yosemite. That is, all the marvels God made. And there were a few man-made parts of California that interested me too, like the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Well, at that time I had a secretary who was a California native. She heard of my plans and she insisted we plan more time in Yosemite. She said, it's bigger than anything you've ever, ever seen. It's bigger than anything you could even imagine. Pictures are fine, but you just, you've got to be there to feel how huge it is. And she was right. It's massive. It's bigger than any, anything I've ever seen. And for that matter, the park is huge. I thought, you know, we got there on a... It was a July 4th on a Sunday afternoon, and even when we were tired, we said, oh, we came all the way here. We've got to go to the park and go look around a little bit. It took an hour to get to the park, and then it took another half hour once you were in the gate to get to be able to see something. Even the park was vast. Well, Almighty God is bigger 
more powerful and more loving than any being, any power, anything you or I could ever imagine. The last verse of Psalm 148 gives yet another reason to praise God because God has raised up a horn for his people. That horn is a metaphor, a symbol of strength and a renewal and of God's anointed ruler. That is, God has given us his son as the model for our lives and as our savior. Psalm 148 says that praise is the business of all that exists. Or in other words, praising God is the vocation, the goal of all creation. So uh, if you think about it, how are the sun and the moon and heavens and waters and storms and mountains and animals and birds to answer that call to praise? As a psalm scholar I met years ago and whose books I've enjoyed named James Mays, and he says that praise in their very being, that all these creatures and creations praise in their very being and doing by existing, by filling their assigned place. And that's part of how we praise God too. We also praise as we worship together and as we pray and as we bear witness in our words and even more importantly in our deeds to the abundant grace and amazing love of God who's given us life and formed the earth for all our needs and who's given us his only son. Now Psalm 48 does not say, all you good Presbyterians go to church every Sunday. Although it is a good idea. <laughs> the invitation of the summons of this command is much more sweeping than that. Psalm 150, which Johnny read earlier, says, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. But Psalm 148 is even broader than that. It calls all that lives and all that exists to praise God all the time. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, whatever you do, do everything, everything for the glory of God. And in Colossians, we read the challenge is, whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So if what you're doing is taking food to people who are hungry or contributing to that, or if you're vacuuming or washing dishes or mowing the grass or whatever it is we do, we're to do it to the glory of God. Let me show you, share with you what the writer and preacher named Frederick Beekner said about praise. He said, you praise the heartbreaking beauty of now, he named some other musician from long ago that most of us don't know, and so I'll do my own substitution. We praise the beauty of a great musician like Miles Davis playing his trumpet or Dylan Gooch playing his French horn or Betty playing the piano or a great singer like Cecilia Bartoli singing Mozart or Renee Fleming singing almost anything or even Carrie Underwood singing I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. <laughs> 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 
She does that real well. She, in fact, she sang Sound of Music for us last night, didn't she? You praise a new puppy for making its uh, offering on the lawn for once instead of on the living room rug. And maybe you yourself were praised for some generous thing you've done. In each case, the praise that's handed out is some sort of measured response. It's a matter of saying something to one degree or another complimentary with the implication that if that great singer's voice, for example, had sprung a leak or the puppy hadn't quite made it outside on time, your generous deed had turned out to be secretly kind of self-serving. Maybe a different kind of response altogether would have been called for. The way Psalm 148 describes it, praising God is, as Bickner says, another kettle of fish altogether. It's about as measured as a volcanic eruption. And there's no implication, not under any conceivable circumstances, it could be anything but what it is. The whole of creation is on, on the act. The sun, the moon, the sea, the fire, snow, Holstein cows, white-throated sparrows, old men on walkers, children who still hadn't taken their first step. Their praise is not chiefly a matter of saying anything because most of the creation does not deal in words. Instead, the snow whirls, the fire roars, the whole steam bellows, the old man watches the moon rise. Their praise is not something that at their most complimentary they say, but something that at their truest they are. We learn to praise God not by paying compliments, but by paying attention. Watch how the trees exult when the wind is in them. Mark the utter stillness of the great blue heron in the swamp. We say wetlands now. Listen to the sound of the rain, especially on a tin roof. Learn how to say hallelujah from the ones who say it right. You know, I really don't expect you to remember the longest sermon title ever. But I'll remind you, it was a question. What are angels, the sun, moon, and stars, fire and hail, snow and frost, mountains and hills, trees, wild animals, cattle, creeping things, flying birds, and all of us called to do? Praise the Lord. Or if you remember that one Hebrew word to take home with you today. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. God's Spirit is poured out upon us to make our hearts strong with love and bold with praise so that we can proclaim God's Son Jesus right here and to the ends of the earth. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution you really can keep, how about that hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Now may the glory of God fill you with praise, the beauty of Christ, strengthen you in service, and the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with peace. Amen. <laughs>